Hi there. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. Thank you. I guess I should start with happy birthday to uh, to Pop Coffee Works for tomorrow. Thank you so much. Yes, we are turning three tomorrow. Three. Well, that's been that, quite an achievement. Yes. Oh dear. So uh, yeah, three years ago. So that's that's certainly gone fast. And I saw obviously on on your post um, kind of that that great initiative that you're going to be doing in terms of uh, donation of. Um, kind of all of your all of your takings tomorrow to obviously uh, a good cause but sad that we obviously find ourselves still having to do this against uh, obviously all the stop racism uh, Canada events so it's really good that you're, you're doing that uh, so I guess hopefully first of all you're all safe and sound over there in, in Canada yes yes I'm good thank you for asking yes oh fantastic um, so thanks very much for uh, for kind of joining us uh, here in the UK and there in in Canada. Um, just to kind of talk a little bit more around kind of pop, your journey, kind of coffee, definitely your packaging. That's something that we're going to be talking about uh, uh, today. Uh, and just, yeah, everything and, and anything. So so thanks very much. So, and I guess we should probably start at the beginning. So uh, how did your coffee journey, uh, coffee journey begin? Uh, yes. Um, so I've um, I started working in uh, coffee since uh, about eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. Um, and I started as a barista. And um, after being a barista for uh, one uh, about one year, um, I started wanting to learn um, more about coffee. So I, I, I tried to um, learn these um, uh, principles, like uh, these foundations about um, espresso and uh, roasting just by myself at home and um, later on I tried to take courses from the SCA and also from other uh, roast masters uh, and also queuing instructors um, yeah that's um, how I started my journey and then um, after working as a barista for a couple of days and also roasting in my garage uh, at the time I was living in Vancouver um, and after a few years of that, I wanted to really start my own business. And um, I really love roasting coffee. Um, I just feel like um, it's it's something that um, I, I love doing every day. I, I love just uh, listening, you know, to the sound when the coffee pops. Uh, and um, I love smelling it, drinking it, um, even um, if... I'm just by myself. Um, I still enjoy these type, uh, th th these types of uh, uh, moments, and that's why I wanted to uh, start my own roasting business. And eventually, uh, we wanted to come to Toronto to start this business. Uh, me and Lana have lived in Toronto uh, for a couple of years uh, during 2013 to 14-ish, and we really enjoyed uh, the city, the city here, like the city vibe, the vibrant the urban culture. So um, we uh, moved here to start Pop Coffee Works uh, about three years ago. Uh, that's when we opened the shop in downtown Toronto. Fantastic. Because your, your roasting space isn't, uh, isn't connected, is it? So your roasting space is, is just outside. Yes, it's about 40 minutes from uh, downtown Toronto. So uh, it's, it, it's in a suburb, uh, not sub, like a little uh, uh, city called Mississauga. Like within the greater Toronto area, so. 
Fantastic. And I guess, how, how do you find the Toronto coffee scene? You said it's obviously quite vibrant, quite uh, up and coming. Um, lots of coffee shops, lots of uh, roasteries, building up a nice, nice community there. Yes. Um, like by the time I started Pop, um, there, there were already many new brands since uh, we started. So, and, and also um, the scene is quite vibrant. Like just before the pandemic, um, we would, we would have cupping sessions just uh, at at uh, some people's shop, um, and then you would have um, uh, just random coffee people gathering around and uh, you know chatting, um, meeting each other. Um, right now, during the pandemic, um, a, a lot of that has shifted to online. So um, some of the uh, uh, influencers are, are helping a lot um, in terms of connecting. Um, the coffee people within the community, and then also um, uh, for for my for my roasting space because um, we don't roast all the time, and I do have a few mornings, a, a few morning left um, empty that that are available for other people to use. So I've connected with a few other roasting um, uh, roast roasting partners, like roasting business. Um, and you know we share the space and sometimes we be at the space here and uh, it's a way of um connecting so um yeah it's it's, it's there to connect people isn't it so when when the cafes are open everyone comes to have a coffee so it's great that you're keeping that going uh, despite yes. the challenges and yeah having having other roasters come in how, how's that for you when you see them using uh, using your roaster do you kind of put your head over their shoulders and and see what they're doing uh, I help I help everyone to get started just because this is my own machine and I know the machine the best because I, I've been using it for quite a while now. But um, um, other than that, I, I don't try to I don't try to you know interrupt with how they like to roast their coffee because I, I think I think that's the most interesting thing about roasting because you 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 use your own sensory uh, to make judgments. Uh, so, um, yeah, they, they do their own thing and I do my own. Because it is brilliant, isn't it? You can have three different roasters having the same bean and roasting on the same roaster and they could all come out with something completely different in the end roast. They, they'll be highlighting something or, or something else. So it's interesting. So, yeah, it must be good to have them in and around and, and to talk to. So that's, that's fantastic. And I know you yeah. mentioned um, Roastmasters as well as part of your training. So mm -hmm. it's not something I... We're too used to over here. So, do you want to kind of take us through what what that was? So, it's a competition uh, that you got out over there in North America, isn't it? That you uh, you went to. Mm -hmm. um, so, the roast master that I learned from, his name is Mike Perry. So, he's been roasting for thirty years, thirty plus years. Um, he's based in Los Angeles, um, and he teaches this program. Uh, it's a five days. Uh, private one-on-one -on -one training that you go to his facility and um, you basically learn the whole procedure of how you profile um, a new bean and how you do your quality control and then how you uh, do your production and even how you do you know roasting business managing inventory and, and stuff so it was really helpful and then also the SCA roasting programs will provide a really solid foundation knowledge. Um, so that was really helpful as well. Um, 
and uh, yeah, there there's also a program in Vermont, uh, in United States, uh, and it's taught by a cute instructor, but it's his own roasting class. Um, his name is Manet Alves. So um, yeah, these are the people that I took classes from. And um, for the roasting competition, um, it was this competition um, in New York, uh, but it it was brought from somewhere in Europe. I think I forgot where, but um, uh, and then you have three rounds. The first round it was like um, uh, the same green coffee uh, sent to all the competitors. Uh, you roast. Um, the coffee on your own machine and then you bring it to the venue it will be cupped uh, blind by four judges um, and then um, you, you'll get a score from the first round and then to see if you go to the second round and then the second round will be like um, espresso um, based um, beverage like espresso with milk and then espresso on its own but it has to be a blend um, within a certain price range. Um, and, and that was the requirement. And then, and then if you pass the second round, and then it will be the third round, which is the pour over. So it, it, you, you, you can choose your own offering, bring your own barista or, or present it yourself. And um, you know, that, that'll be three rounds uh, combined together. And then you, you have uh, a champion, right? So um, we did, we did, we, we did end up second. We didn't end up uh, get being first, but uh, we did our best. But yeah, I, I was happy to even um, just be really just getting my name on, 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 on any, anything at all. So yeah, I was uh, grateful about that. It sounds intense and yeah, well done. That's, that's a good, that is a good result. That is a good result. So that's, uh, that kind of leads us on to, um, you say about you got to choose your coffee, etc. What I mean, what do you look for? In, in the coffee so obviously at the moment you've got quite a broad range on your uh, on your offer list now if you have a look from some from very top end coffees down to some more uh, accessible coffees probably is is the is the best way of putting it so you've got quite a range there well, i mean what is it which kind of when you're cupping the coffees makes it kind of the one that you want on that cupping table what is it you're looking for right um so of course it's very important to um, um you know do the sample rows and then uh, do the sample cupping, do the cupping, uh, just using the form uh, to score coffees. But sometimes when you buy, not everything that I, I'm buying is based on certain score. Like it's sometimes it's some, for some purpose. Like if 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 a coffee, uh, if a coffee's tasting notes suits what I am looking for. For example, some sometimes I'm, I'm specifically going for almond, almond chocolatey. Um, nutty notes, then um, it doesn't matter if it scores, you know, 82, 8 to, you know, 84. Like I would, I would still uh, use that coffee because it suits uh, um, my purpose, like to use it for, uh, for example, for espresso, for a single origin espresso, uh, Brazil, uh, which will be extremely delicious. Um, yeah. And, and, and for, for example, if I'm, I'm um, choosing a coffee, for um, a pour over that's very juicy, very um, uh, fruity, and then yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go for these notes, and then to see if I I 
it's something that I want to work with. Oh, fantastic. You've got an idea in your head what the coffees that you want are, then you see them lined up and then you can, you can pick them. So that's really good. So obviously the, you, you sent us over some wonderful samples. Uh, so from, for everyone online, we've been talking to, to Abe now for quite some time, just trying to get everything lined up as we were going through Brexit and all of the problems with the importing. And we've very kindly got so some amazing samples. Um, so we had a, a washed Ethiopian, which was really clean and, and, and fantastic. And then we had this, this El Salvador. Uh, that you, you sent over, which is becoming almost legendary at the moment uh, <laughs> over here. So, um, yeah, we're getting nothing but praise for it from everybody who's, who's um, kind of contacting us about it. It's going down really, really well. And it's a, it's a very different coffee from something like an Ethiopian washed. It's a, it's a very, I think when I opened it, uh, my notes were um, farmyard funk is what I put down there. It's a very funky uh, natural mm -hmm. coffee. Obviously, naturals. They, they take many forms. You get, the, uh, you get quite fruity naturals. You get quite boozy naturals. This, to me, very much a, a funky uh, natural, which is difficult to explain to people who, who aren't quite used to that as a term. But um, So, again, on that particular coffee, were you looking for something like that, or did this coffee come along and it said, I, I need to have this coffee? Was it which, which one kind of came about? Um, yes, definitely. That, 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 was, that was one one feeling that i get like oh uh you know the funky notes i do i do agree with you and also um yeah one thing really caught my eye was the the variety actually like orange bourbon i i have never like i know bourbon but i really wonder the difference between you know orange bourbon pink bourbon red bourbon i i, I that was something that interests me so um the variety also was one thing. And also this coffee was um, measured by uh, bricks calibration. So um, the cherries that, you know, after they harvest, um, they, they measure to some, you know, some degree, like very similar um, ripeness so that uh, the fermentation is more even. So yeah. th this was also something that, you know, interest me in, in, in the coffee. So, it, and, and no wonder why it has, it's such a sweet coffee. So it's, yeah, there's the, the attention to detail when you, when you look at the kind of the, the coffee information, yeah, the amount of uh, effort which goes into getting that coffee just right and yeah, measuring the, the, the cherries to make sure they're all the same ripeness, uh, just down to the processing and making sure that it all stays nice and even because obviously natural processing it is uh, is fraught with danger. It can get quite uh, it can go badly wrong if you if you don't know what you're doing. So that's mm -hmm. definitely not the case on on that coffee. And as I said, it is going down uh, amazingly well now. So uh, we're we're very happy that you managed to to put that aside for us uh, for this month. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the other thing to, to talk about, if we talk about the coffee, uh, the thing which I have to say I think catches most people's eye is the um, is the packaging. I think that's the first thing when and <laughs> when you when you're trying to stand out in a what I'm guessing is quite a crowded market, as you said, lots of people have already come into the Toronto scene already. Um, having something like like this, so I'll just show people what's on there. Having something like this as the um, as the packaging uh, uh. is just an absolute work work of art to go on to some of some of these ones here. I mean, it was. It, I, I had to wrestle these out of my children's hands uh, when they turned up because they, they just started playing spacemen uh, as a game and I, I couldn't get it back off them. It was amazing. So I guess what, 
what was the um what's the idea behind it so there's a there's a theme obviously there's themes going through this and mm -hmm. i saw on on your instagram there's a new packaging coming as well did i see that one mm -hmm. right so i'm just wondering what what kind of um drew you to that concept and how did you choose the artists that you worked with and just really because it does stand out it definitely definitely stands out so yeah fantastic mm -hmm. job just curious more about why why you went down that route Yes. Um, so the the EK version, the pink bag, uh, which was uh, our first uh, uh, very first bag design. I I was very blessed that my friend uh, Mark uh, was willing to work with us because if he didn't start the first bag design like this, like I, I would have never thought of anything. Um, even close to this. Um, so basically what I did was I, I just tell him a story. I tell him a story of, you know, how coffee, how coffee, how a coffee is, uh, you know, harvested, you know, what I saw uh, during my farm visit. I saw, you know, butter, butterfly, um, you know, like just um, based on just a simple story. Like he, he has, you know, he has his eyes to really see stuff like you know in in a um kind of comic way and then he's able to illustrate um um the ideas so when i when i saw the drafts that he sent like i was was really amazed it wasn't it wasn't um the the exactly the back that you're seeing right now like it, the, the only thing different was uh he used so the flying thing, he used a mocha pot instead because that's what he liked. <laughs> it's more of a space shuffle, wouldn't it, if it's, uh, if it's a mocha? <laughs> yes. So, so I film, I film um, a video at my shop using the EK, so pur purging the coffee like that. So, and then I sent him that video. So, yeah, so he changed uh, the mocha bot to the EK. So that's how the first draft um, uh, was done. Um, and then the second bag, um, and Mark, Mark works for uh, Snapchat. So doing, doing this kind of work, uh, that's his full-time job. So, so he, he, he wouldn't have time to actually work with me later on. So he, he did it for a favor for me, uh, just for the first time. Uh, and the second, second time, he recommended his friend which was uh, who was also very talented um her name is karina and um i i uh, yeah she came to our shop to get the idea um and then basically she illustrate the shop to the bag and um the dancers um because they know they know me personally so both Karina and Mark are dancers. Like both of them are dancers as well, um, and they know me personally. And uh, yeah, she was able to put uh, the kind of dance that I do into into the back as well. So yeah, that was the idea. So, so are you the one who's uh, keeping the coffee in the cup or spilling the coffee? Which one's your job? <laughs> I wish these two are masters. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm, so I'm guessing you're you're the one with the uh, with the roaster backpack then in the in the spaceship. <laughs> the delivery man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're they're fantastic. And and from what I've seen online, that the new one coming through as well is is going to look uh, look fantastic uh, too. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, amazing, amazing work of art. So uh, yeah, re really well done. And as I said, it really, it, it stands out in, in all the right ways. So absolutely fantastic. Um, and you're talking about music and, and dancing. So I think every roaster that I know, just sometimes to drown out the sound of the, uh, of the roaster and sometimes just to get through, if they're doing lots of batches, some of the monotony like to listen to music. Do you have a, a, a particular favorite or style that you, uh, you like to work to? Definitely. Uh, so, so because I'm basically working uh, on on the floor, you know, all the time, and I don't have my time to choose my music. So I I like to use Sirius XM, so which is the radio station, and I always go for either the Groove station, uh, which is all funk music, or I go for Watercolors. Uh, it's it's like funk jazz type of music and, and yeah so the main main genre is funk soul jazz these type of music <laughs> fantastic and, and and do you feel that comes through in your coffee as well do you think you managed to channel channel that uh, that energy into the coffee itself yeah that's where you get the funk <laughs> <laughs> so i was gonna say so if anyone out there wants to be able to make a coffee this funky you have to listen to and be that funky to be able to roast it as well that's a good tip for everyone out there especially if you're roasting at home uh <laughs> brilliant um and obviously we've seen pictures of your shop we at one one some stage in the future i'd love to be able to get out there and, and actually see it in 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 person we've got some lovely murals up on the wall as well in in the shop so that's what what kind of gave you that um that idea for, for the mural is it similar kind of that that artistic uh theme coming through the whole uh, the whole operation Yes, um, it's it's to give credits to uh, the hard workers that that are you know regardless if you uh, see see this kind of thing like someone has to carry the cherries down from the washing station like it, that's that's the work that has to be done and and someone is doing it so um, it is it is to uh, let customers know like like who who thinks of uh, who who carries the the cherries to the station when you're sipping the cup of coffee. So um, it is to uh, remind customers to, you know, uh, about, about the hard work and also, um, yeah, to let my staff know that never waste coffee when you look at it. <laughs> it's important though, isn't it? Because um, the amount of hard work which goes into to, to getting that cup of coffee to your table, the amount of people involved and the hard work which goes into it, is often it's often missed uh, but we're seeing a, a big uh, big change I, I feel over here in, in the UK that people are focusing a lot more on on those on those parts of the chain and they're, they're paying more attention to making sure that coffee is being ethically sourced and they're, they're paying more attention into kind of where it's come from is that something you're seeing in in Canada as well is it is there a change in customer focus definitely yes um... A lot of the roasters uh, focus on sustainability. Like a lot of a lot of them talk about um, uh, the, the hard work. Like a lot of them focus on you know issues like women, women in coffee, like all of these issues. Like people are very much aware of uh, the issues. Yes, and 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 yeah, it's it's. I definitely realize uh, it's something that we we want to focus on as well. Um, I think for our volume, like because I don't have the capacity to buy direct, um, you know, from a farmer, so that um, for what I can do, 
I can only make sure that um, the importers that I work with are doing their part, and also um, I choose good importers to work with. Um, yeah, and that's key, isn't it? Because yeah, not everyone can go to, and there's a lot of conversation now around what direct trade actually doesn't and doesn't mean. But at the end of the day, to get that volume of coffee over to the number of people they need, you're going to have to have importers. So making sure they're doing that that great work on on the ground is 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 really number one. So that's that's brilliant. I guess um, obviously it's been a strange year uh, for everyone. I'm guessing as as strange over there as it has been. Uh, over here so just how, how have you found you cope during the the pandemic have you um, obviously i'm guessing the cafe's been less busy once if it's been open but maybe the the roastery has, has picked up but how, how have you seen kind of business go uh, and the community as well over the last uh, year or so um so the coffee shop yeah our shop um it's 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 definitely not as busy as before um because um, we are right in downtown, and um, the offices are are, are not uh, working, um, and then the students are not going to school, and also um, we depend on a lot of traffic from uh, the hotel across from us, and 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 now there's not much uh, to tourists, and also the hotel is 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 tearing down as well. So the shop, um, we we see a, a shift in uh, drink sales to bean sales and also um, for online store um, we used to not get very many online orders but uh, we do get a bit more orders now so that's that's helping us um, a lot um, but, but overall in general I think I think we, we are doing better but than, than last year like um, so that's a good thing Excellent. And, and more people kind of know you now, you, you find in kind of reputation is, is building, word of mouth is, is helping to get more people to the website and things like that? Yes, um, we can, we, I can only do my best and, and um, to, to provide quality and hopefully people come back and this is the way for me to build. So. Fantastic, that's, that's brilliant. So I guess what's, um, what's coming up next for for Pop Coffee Works, is it uh, kind of more of the same, more more great coffee? Is there anything else? Uh, you've got obviously the slot roasting, people coming in and, and helping uh, and taking kind of time on your roaster. Is it kind of more of that, do you think? Or is there anything else? Have you got any other plans to kind of uh, branch out into anything else? Uh, there's quite quite a lot of plans. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to come up with more content for uh, for our for, for our brand, um, so that's that's my next focus, um, and um, like um, yeah yeah that's my main focus right now. <laughs> Just yeah. seen uh, one of the comments here. More funky coffees, please. Yeah. So um, yeah. you better get your dancing shoes on, uh, I think, Abe, because uh, it has been requested again. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, so that that is brilliant. So I mean, I guess uh, we're, we're coming up on time now. So thank you so much for for joining us uh, here, oh, and, and we just really wanted to uh, kind of give you all the great feedback from uh, all of the Dog and Hat members. Just they've been absolutely loving the coffee. They've been loving uh, all of the branding and the bags. People are very upset when they run out of the coffee. Uh, and we have no more left on our shelves. Normally we have a little bit extra by this time of the month uh, and then people kind of 
come and buy buy some more subs as we go. Uh, it is all completely gone. We have no more bags of uh, pop coffee works anywhere in the building, uh, apart from this one bag of, of decaf, which uh, Sue has earmarked for herself. So really, it's been it's been fantastic having you in the sub, Abe. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing what comes next for you. Uh, happy birthday again for uh, for tomorrow. Uh, we'll we'll light a candle and uh, and, and raise a toast. <laughs> But otherwise, yeah, just really thank you so much for, uh, for, for joining us in the sub and for that amazing uh, funky uh, El Salvador, which now we know what the secret is. There's going to be lots of people over here doing some funky dancing while they're on the, uh, on the roaster. So, um, hey, thank you so much. And I'll let you get back to the rest of your day. But uh, it's been great chatting you, to you today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Abe. Okay. <laughs> Bye.